everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell, 428-9494. That's the phone number, 928-428-9494. Happy Thursday everybody. Hope you're having a good day. It was chilly enough I had to scrape the windshield. I park in such a way that the sun doesn't hit my windshield in the morning. So my, my back window is clear, but my front window is frosty. So I have to I'm the guy out there scraping. And I know everybody's sitting there going, just five minutes in the car. Let the let the defroster run. The car's I, cold, though. I, I just don't have the patience. <laughs> I, I just rather go out, scrape the windshield, and go. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm a scraper. Yeah. So And I grew up doing it. It's, yep. When when you grew up doing it, it's just part of the part of the deal. And it's not like the ice here is... Thick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, there were times back in the Midwest where it was like, yeah, we're not going anywhere for an hour. <laughs> It's just not happening. So that voice you hear, Jennifer Labrum, she's with the Graham County Health Department. We talk about mental health when she is here. And today, I was hoping we could talk about love. Okay. Because we have the day of love coming in a week. We do. And I'm assuming there are mental health concerns around this time period, much like during the holidays. Yes, there can be. It can be difficult for some people. Yep. So... What should we be looking for from our friends and loved ones during this time to help us know if there's an issue that we can help with? Okay. So, yeah. So, some um, signs and symptoms that uh, you might be able to observe would be that somebody is um, withdrawing. They don't enjoy the things that they normally enjoy. So, maybe you and a group are going out to the movies and they normally love that, and, and they don't want to go anymore. They'd, they'd rather just stay home. Um, so that would be something that, you know, might indicate that they are struggling a little bit. Um, also, just mood changes, irritability, anger, um, those kinds of things can indicate. Um, but they also might um, start sleeping more or less, start eating more or less. Those are kind of um, typical signs that we may see. But really, I would just encourage people to use your own intuition. You know this person. Um, and if things just seem a little off, then um, it's time to start a conversation. What about those dealing with any issues that they may not realize? Um, as you said, sleeping more, sleeping less. I wish I could sleep more. I really do. <laughs> um, eating more or less. We can see that from the outside, uh -huh. but when it's you, it's, I'm just not hungry. Right. You can make excuses. You can rationalize it. So, Or one, I've just been ravenous lately. Yeah. 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 So one of the things maybe that you could notice in yourself is that you are not experiencing a full range of emotion, that your emotions are a little more muted, um, or or you might even feel numb where you don't feel any emotion, happy or sad, there's just not emotion there. Um, or that you just have a, a hard time feeling happiness. You're you feel sad and there's not really a reason. You can't you can't pinpoint why. Maybe you just wake up, nothing's happened in your day and you already feel sad. All right. I 
only because I think it's the easiest way to relate. I'm going to throw myself on the on the firing line. <laughs> um, both of my wives, and I'm not saying I have sister wives. So I want to stress <laughs> that my ex wife and my my present wife. All clear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have tried very hard to get me angry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, because both of them have said, you just don't get angry. And as a rule, I don't. Uh, and they try to. <laughs> I don't think I'm, I'm withholding emotion. I just think I process them uh -huh. that way. But I was talking to a young woman the other day, and she was frustrated with, with her situation. And she told me she's very much the same way. You know, if, if we have a problem, she and her significant other, I want to have a logical, calm discussion about it. And her significant other didn't want to. He wanted to yell. Mm -hmm. And I gave her the suggestion that sometimes, sometimes it's okay to have a fight. Not to be mean, not to be cruel, certainly not to be physical. Right. But sometimes raising your voice is important because you need to get it out. And A, I know I'm a hypocrite. B, <laughs> is that unreasonable? No, no, I don't think that that is unreasonable at all. Sometimes um, I would say with couples, um, if you're having an intense discussion or debate even we could say um if you don't match the other person's energy they can um misread that as apathy or something like that that's what my first wife used to say you just don't care right right so you don't that's not the impression you want to give so um Matching the energy doesn't necessarily mean you have to yell back, but you can use some body language and show that you are invested in the discussion, um, that it's important to you as well, and, and things like that. So, so, you know, I think there's a way. And then after once you match their energy level, of course, it's not healthy to stay there necessarily. And so then you can subtly start to bring it down and, and hopefully that helps to regulate their system and they can come down you can come down together um, to it where it feels a little more healthy and safe for both um, individuals I, I bring it up because right now there are expectations around <laughs> no around Valentine's you are Day right. you are absolutely right and each person's expect expectation is different and that can cause conflict yes Yes. And and I'm assuming there have been many a disagreement. <laughs> I think I think some people roll their eyes when February comes because they know they're going to lose <laughs> either way. Yeah. So I, I I I bring it up. I By the way, my current wife does say that she has finally seen overreacting Dave <laughs> and frustrated Dave. So I have exhibited those. So she's she's okay. She's all right. All right. She's like, okay, he's not a robot. <laughs> Uh, I just, I've always been factual, I logical. I that's, just, that's okay. That's you. Yeah. yeah. I, I just would rather do that than yeah. get angry. That's okay. That Although behind the wheel, I have been known to. <laughs> is that where a different a, Dave comes out? I've tossed an improper word or two <laughs> around, but I find I can let it go within about 30 seconds. That's good. I, that I, is good. Yeah. It's because at, at some point I just go, Really? Did that matter? 
Exactly. That's what we have to get to. Did it matter? And you know, it happened. It happened. So. All right. Another another philosophical uh, thing that I've I've carried with me, which I think frustrates my wife, is when I'm confronted with something upsetting. I go, will this matter in five years? Mm-hmm. And ninety nine percent of the time, it doesn't. And I know that. Yep. Now, if it's my kids, my wife, right. then it's a different issue. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's it's not going to matter in five years. I can get frustrated at the job. Am I going to be here in five years? You know, <laughs> probably. We hope so. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but will it matter? You know, um, is is that the healthiest way to look at things around this time of, of year? I imagine not. Because this time of year is relationship-based rather than situational, correct? Yeah, so I really think that you and your partner need to have an open conversation about expectations um, because we're not mind readers. You know, even if we've been together 20, 30 years and we should know, I'm putting that in air quotes, should know, um, it's still, it's not fair of us to expect our partner to read our mind and know what we what we like and what we don't like. And so I just encourage couples to have that open conversation. Uh, my husband and I have already done that. We started back in January. It's like you get through Christmas, you do okay, right? You got you got the right gift or received appropriately, however it is. Um, but then you kind of know like, oh, there's another day right around the corner coming up. Um, and so we've talked about it and, and decided what we're going to do, um, if we're going to get it, each other, anything the, like we're, we don't, it can still be great and it doesn't have to be a surprise. <laughs> now, if you have that discussion with your partner, do you want me to surprise you? Great. If you get the green light, go that way, but you need to communicate clearly what your expectations are. I, Look, the best thing that's ever happened to me from a relationship standpoint is a second marriage and older mm-hmm. um, because the two of us walked in and said, here's here's exactly you how we out. function mm-hmm. and here's what I expect. My, my wife was very clear with me when we started dating. At some point, I expect marriage. <laughs> and I went, all right, let me think about it. You know, yeah, yeah. That was fair for her to say that, mm-hmm. that she wasn't interested in just dating for right. 10 years get it out there yeah Yeah. absolutely um so we've we've found communications really really healthy i learned this year five years in don't buy her flowers okay there you go she's she's like yeah because they were dying somewhere they hadn't even (laughs) hit a vase um and i because i just picked up some just because Mm -hmm. you know just some just because flowers and she looked at me she goes they're nice but I, I really don't care. She goes, you really want to surprise me? Bring me food. See, there you go. That open communication. And I was like, done. Yeah, I can I, do that. Yeah, there's no insult because she didn't want to say anything. She was f- afraid of insulting mm-hmm. me. Like, you didn't insult me. Now I can do what you want. Yeah, and you both win. I, I wish I had known that at 22. <laughs> uh, it takes a while sometimes for us to learn these things. It really does. And and failure, unfortunately, is the best teacher. Yep. Yeah. I wish that weren't the case. Yep. Well, we, we remember those failures a little more than than other times. So we, we've talked about those that, that have somebody um, for this holiday, mm-hmm. whether or not they choose to celebrate it. Right. Yep. Because some couples don't. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, why? 
it's 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 another day it's a hallmark day mm-hmm. um but for those that don't have someone and maybe feeling the pressure what can they do so for those who are not in a relationship i would encourage you um to still seek out social interaction um on that day or around that day make plans and um and Again, I would encourage you for it to be plans with other people, not just staying home. But again, if you choose to do that, that's okay. Make the plan so that you know when that day comes around, hey, I planned. This is how I plan to spend this day, and and I'm satisfied and I'm happy with it. But um, that social interaction and and just getting together with with friends and acquaintances is healthy and um it can really boost your mood. I used to celebrate Arizona Statehood Day instead of Valentine's Day. Um, I had roommates in college. We were all from Arizona. And um, and so we would celebrate Arizona Statehood Day on the 14th. Which, what, look at a cactus and <laughs> no, eat we a taco? Had, or? We had treats and, and sweets and all of that good stuff. You can choose to sell, celebrate Arizona however you want. Arizona is the sweetheart state, so. Oh, okay. Well, there you are. <laughs> um, look, again, I have to go to myself. My second date, second date? First date, well, she asked me out and I didn't know it was a date. <laughs> so does that count or not? Yeah. Second one, I asked her out. Third date. So our third date wound up on New Year's Eve. Oh, another big expectation uh, night. And I just didn't think about it because I want to say New Year's Eve was a Friday or a Saturday um, the year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, let's let's go out Friday or Saturday. And I didn't even realize until we had made the date. And then, uh-oh, yeah. Yeah, and then what do you do? Do we find people in that situation? I mean, it's a Wednesday this year, so yeah. I don't know that Valentine's is going to be a big date night for first or second daters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do we find that and does that contribute at all to mental uh, health stress? I mean, it can. I think it's a very individual um, situation. It depends on on your expectations, um, you know, and, and the pressure that you put on yourself. I, I, I don't think it has to, but for a lot of people, it, it certainly can, so... Um, what else should we be prepared for? Um, again, individuals, I'm, I'm speaking individuals. You talked about, you know, making plans, but what if you can't? Okay. So yeah, for whatever reason, work, maybe you're ill, what something comes up, who knows? So, um, if you can't go out with, with other people, um, or maybe your plans get canceled, um, do something that you enjoy, right? Read a great book, watch your favorite movie, make yourself dinner, make yourself a nice dinner or order out. If you're, if you're not, um, into the kitchen stuff, order out, but, but it can be a day to give yourself some self-care and, and not that we need a day or, or an event to, to take care of ourselves. But if you want to look at it this year that way, this is the day to take care of me. I, I think that's a healthy way to look at it. There are opportunities here. I mean, there's what, the the hot tubs, there's massages. Absolutely. There's great things here. You you're you know a little bit about tourism. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been trying to promote wellness tourism, so uh, yeah. there's lots of things. Heck, you could do oxygen therapy. Right. We we've which, got great spas here and and medical treatments, and there's so many things that we can do. Just getting outside, 
treating yourself to a nice walk, a nice drive in the mountain. There's there's great things we can do here. Um, I would would a even a visit to the chiropractor, an oh, adjustment. Oh, sure, yeah. If and, if you enjoy that, not my thing, but I know lots <laughs> of people like that. Yeah, anything that that where you are investing some time in yourself. And and again, there are things that you can do that are free, that do not cost, right. that are investing in yourself. What about going out of your comfort zone? If uh, All right, let me ask you this, rather than, I'll get there. Is it avoidance? Is it is it not acknowledging the real feeling of I'm feeling lonely if I do all these things? Is there is there a fear of it crashing down upon that person? There certainly there can be. I mean, um, but let's let's look at it if if this is a pattern of avoidance where we just don't want to acknowledge the issue ever, or let's just try to get through this day and and make it as great as we can. Okay. Um, so you got to look at the the prior, I guess, behavior um, before the event to know if there's avoidance. But yeah, we don't we don't want to avoid. We need to confront our feelings. Um, when we avoid our feelings, they just grow bigger. Um, and become more difficult to manage. And so certainly don't want to avoid in the long term. But I say for a day, you you can you can enjoy yourself and and um, forget the expectations of society a little bit. It's hard though. It, it, I'm not saying I'm, that's easy. No, I mean, I'm you not can't walk saying. into a store right now with, without seeing red hearts. I mean, literally any store. Oh well, yeah. Seeing red heart well, somewhere. since since the Christmas decorations came down, you know, we start seeing red and pink everywhere, and so it is hard. And I, you know, I remember back to my single days. Um, you don't think about Valentine's Day the day before when you're when you're single. It's very. Uh, I would say almost you probably think about it just as much as somebody who's in a relationship because it is very in your face at this time of year. And can can create some feelings of maybe inadequacy or or you question your self worth, um, and so there definitely can be some issues that that can maybe strain our mental health a little bit more than other times of the year. It really feels is that Valentine's Day is more impactful on women in our society. Uh, the men I knew growing up didn't care about it i mean it was something we had to do when we we're dating when we're married uh-huh. but you know what if it happens to be one of our son's birthday that to oh. me is is much more of a factor than oh it's valentine's right. day right right my yeah. son's birthday is the day after valentine's and so i kind of focus try to focus on that as well um but it feels like especially for younger women mm-hmm. there's this tremendous pressure mm-hmm. and and tremendous peer pressure yep. that I don't know that our young men feel. You're probably right. I mean, I I definitely felt that um, when I was a young adult and single. Um, I don't know, though. Today's generation is different. I, I think I think the men can feel that that uh, stress, that pressure. Good. I guess that, <laughs> that it's being spread out equally. But bad that now more people are more feeling. Pe- it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I I agree. You know, I really just think um, you need to be honest with yourself. Have a, an honest self evaluation. You know, and 
and give yourself a pep talk if you need to. This is one day of the year. You know, it it kind of brings some things into focus, but let's not run away from that. Like, let's take this time to do a self-evaluation. What do, what do I want? What do I care about? What am I going to try to pursue? Last question before we go to break. This is the, th- it's it's the triple crown of, oh my gosh, this has been the loneliest period of my life. If you're alone and you feel yeah. alone, mm-hmm. Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's. Yes, yes. That's, that's a rough... It's what, a hard season. Was yep. it eight weeks, mm-hmm. 10 weeks? That's a rough one. It is, yeah. Um, for somebody that's been struggling through this period, we think of it as the holiday season, which is wonderful. I guess you could throw Thanksgiving in there too, <laughs> I guess. Um, for those that enjoy it, it's great. Mm-hmm. For those that are struggling with loneliness, right. it's got to be awful. Yes, yes. This And especially, you know, unfortunately where we live in North America, you throw in the weather. And this is when, you know, the weather is usually not the best. And so that can certainly contribute to more feelings of um, gloominess. Isolation. Yeah. Yeah, people don't want to go out um, or there's illnesses going around. And so you may not socialize as much as you want to. And it certainly can contribute to loneliness. You know, people have been throwing this around for a couple of years, but the CDC had that, um, did that research on loneliness and, and how it impacts our health just as much as smoking a couple packs of cigarettes a day. Um, it's very detrimental to our health. Um, and I was listening actually to a podcast Um by a university professor who did some research and it was about loneliness and not just loneliness, but isolation. Because if you don't feel alone, then do the effects of loneliness affect you? And her research said, yes, that it's isolation, lack of human contact and human connection that creates these negative health effects, not just loneliness. So some people will say, well, I choose to be alone. I'm not lonely. I, I'm choosing. Well, again, I'll, I'll throw me in there. As an only child, being alone doesn't bother me at all. I mm-hmm. grew up that way. Mm-hmm. An mm-hmm. only child of a single mother. Ah, yeah. So, so even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was alone a lot. Mm-hmm. I like being alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, but you come to work every day. And so you are still interacting with people. Um only because they make me. I want to stress that. he That guy there, he makes me do it. How horrible. <laughs> well, do we need to take a break? I don't want to keep going into this if we need to take a break. All right, we'll take a quick okay. break. 428-9494. If you have a question for Jennifer Labram, she talks mental health. She's with the Graham County Health Department, and we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. Jennifer Labram's here with Graham County Health Department. We're talking mental health. I'm Dave Bell. Uh, the, the conversation continued straight through the break. <laughs> straight through. You had uh, a good time. Yeah. Isolation. I had never thought of that. And, and it's, yeah, it's not alone. It's isolation. And right. that, you're right. COVID, COVID changed everybody's perspective on that. We all got a taste of it. Yep. So, uh, all right. So, and and the last thing you said right before we came to uh, came uh, out of break was you can be in social situations 
and still be alone, still be isolated. Still feel, or feel lonely. Yeah. You can still feel lonely even when you're having interactions with other people. And so that that is definitely a risk factor, right, for um, for mental health conditions cropping up is is our feeling of loneliness or or actually being isolated, um, either one. And so we need to, we do need human interaction. We designed, we are designed as humans to connect with each other and our our brains function better when we're connecting with other people. We, we co-regulate, right? So we feed off of each other's nervous systems. That's, that's how we were designed as humans. We're not designed to live alone. Um, we do better in groups. And so we need to seek that out. Um, just had uh, Stephanie Nabor from Seekus on. We were talking about uh, Alzheimer's and, oh, yeah. and various uh, mental diminishments. Mm-hmm. Can I use sure. that? I think yeah, that word. That's a- um, and, and what the Alzheimer's Association has found and repeatedly reports is that human contact is the best way to forestall yes. it. You cannot cure it. You can't stop it. But you can slow it. Yes. Yes. And and that goes with any dementias. Mm-hmm. The more contact, the more you stimulate the brain, right. the more likely you are to to slow the progression. Right. Yeah. So obviously we need to, yet we can still feel alone. Heck, it, 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 was, it was almost a joke um, long before we had so many mass shootings, but when they were isolated mm-hmm. mass shootings, uh-huh. you would hear the same thing from people that knew the shooter. Oh, he was a quiet man. Mm -hmm. He kept to himself, but he was nice. Mm -hmm. We didn't see this coming. Obviously, they were interacting with this person, but he must have felt isolated. I say he because almost every mass shooter is a man. Yeah. Um, But obviously, there there must have been a feeling of isolation. Right. That loss of being connected with your neighborhood, with your school, with your um, community, that can lead to a lot of negative feelings. Yeah. Uh, and as I say, it became a joke in the 70s and 80s because we just didn't have that many. Mm-hmm. But every person, I mean, you could you could target that person based on how much did they interact with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if that still applies, but. I think it applies to, to a lot of, it? yeah, to a lot of those. We've just seen so many. I don't know if that's skewed mm-hmm. the, the personality trait or not. Um. But one thing we know, almost always a man. It is true. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I imagine there's something that goes with that, but I don't know what it is. I can't speak to that either. Yeah. But I, I would be fascinated to know more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's the negative. Let's talk about positive. We talked about uh, doing something for yourself. Is there, are there any other recommendations for anybody who might be struggling right now? I assume the first thing is reach out to somebody. Absolutely. Talk to somebody that you trust. Um, and, you know, if there's not anybody that you can trust or that you feel comfortable opening up to, we have um, support lines, right? Um, you can always call 988, um, our mental health crisis line, or text it. If if you're not a big, you know, talker on the phone, some people it creates more anxiety to have to talk on the phone. But there is that text option. And there's also a, a chat. If you just want to get on the computer and chat, maybe you're more comfortable with that. Um, that option is available for 988 as well. And so whether it's calling a, a, 
a hotline or talking to a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, um, talk to somebody and reach out and get that support that you need? Uh, I know many private health insurances will cover some mental health yes. services. Yep. Not necessarily all that's needed, but right. some. Right. Does access? Yes. Access absolutely covers mental health. Okay. Yep. So it seems to me if you don't have somebody you trust, check into your insurance. Check into your insurance. Check into your employee assistant program. If you if your company has one of those, that's a great option as well. But yes, if you're if you're in school check in with the school counselor. If you're at EA, go see Craig Smith down in the counseling office. Um, there's lots of options. Jennifer Labram with the Graham County Health Department. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for right now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, you guys have a great day. 